Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. It's Thursday, sports fans. Once again, that means it's Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Joined live in studio to my right, very special guest. Hi, I'm Liz Collin. Great to be here, you guys. Andy Rappernard. Mike Gelfand. And me too. And Tommy. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy boy. Tommy, well, you need too, no introduction. Tommy. Tommy boy. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. I'm just looking at some of the headlines before you get into it. This is my favorite headline of the day. Minnetonka food truck co-owner sues two sisters over cult accusations. <laughs> now, that's what? a story you have to read. Oh, yeah, Gelfand. yeah I, I, I saw that thing and I was mesmerized. <laughs> I read it. Did you read it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. A bit of a sad story this morning, getting up, uh, drinking coffee. I think a former aide of Mario Cuomo got killed. 1.30 in the morning on a highway, I believe, in Maryland. So what happened was he's with four other people in a lift, 
and they get in an argument with a lift driver who stops in the middle of the road oh. and kicks him out. And a Not guy is trying to avoid rear-ending mm-hmm. the lift driver and flattens the guy. Oh, terrible. God. Yeah, you That'll don't get out mark. on the highway. No, you no don't. No matter what. I've never done that. It's absolutely true. 1.30 in the morning, I wonder what they were doing. <clears throat> so, yeah. listen, Gelfin, tell me about this cult you're in now. Yes. You the, mean the... Uh, the food truck cult. The food truck cult. <laughs> the food truck cult, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's yes, all about I a good headline. It. I'm glad it reeled Tom yeah. in. Oh, it, yeah. it is all about a good it headline. Is. There's no question. So this, yeah. this happened when? Uh, I don't know. Well, you want to do Carson? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. We'll, 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 get we'll, get the and then we'll talk about the call. Mm-hmm. Then Liz, we'll talk about the call. Liz, is the, your first time on Car Selling Secrets, our tradition is we have the guests tell the story of their very first car. Do you remember what it was? I've heard about this tradition, but yes, um, it was a Chevy Cavalier. Nice. And you said I can say shitbox? Oh, sure. Okay. That's a technical, that's a technical <laughs> okay, automotive yeah. term. Actually, it was it was pretty nice. I got, I had a shitbox after that, but um, <laughs> my sister and I are very close in age, so we had to share the car. So oh, yeah, that that was not not the best. I uh, was not a good driver for several years. Very good now, um, so I understand why you know the parents didn't want to invest in anything too nice, especially for two, you know, right. girl drivers. We're a little bit more distracted, I feel like, than young men when they're. They're driving. Really? Oh, I have two brothers. They were better drivers. I don't than, see how that's, that's possible. Yeah. Statistically, <laughs> young men are the worst drivers. Yeah. Statistically, they are. Okay, we were just the bad drivers in our house then. But uh, yeah, it was a Chevy Cavalier, and uh, it saw a few accidents, we'll just say. My, my sister at one point ran into a parked fire truck. So she sort of took a the, large red yeah, thing. Yeah, you can't you see it. They, just, they just jump out of nowhere. That's right. Yeah, but. Anyway, did so it, we got through Did it. it make it to college, or did it die uh, No, that? I went to went to college in Florida, and I replaced it with another shitbox uh, Chevy Cavalier <laughs> what did in you do? Florida. She so sounds like, what the, did you sounds like the used car work. manager yeah. at the Toyota store. <laughs> yeah. So we have variations of that in the car business. There's uh, the uh, the Ford Windstar in, is referred to in used car circles as the wind toilet. And in addition to a shitbox, there's the rolling piece of shit, which is just oh. a terrible... It's unbelievable. I think I've had one of those, too. editing to do today? To me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, Andy. The, no, it's my fault. I'll you know, take full I, it responsibility. Is I'm just thinking about how you go home and you say, uh, well, uh, well, Mom and Dad, I uh, had a little accident. I'm fine, but the Dalmatian is dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> can I throw one thing in here? Because of course you can. In beautifully. Do you guys watch Afterlife? It's uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, yes. Oh, fabulous. God, is he it's, good. It's amazing. You can go it? from mm-hmm. laughing to crying in yeah. about in four heart minutes. Rate. I haven't seen it, but I, I like Ricky Gervais. Oh, my God, Mike. The first year is kind of sad, so I, I went, I don't know if I like this or not. And then the humor starts in the second year. Just what you're talking about. Yeah. You've mentioned Shitbox so many times you bring this up. <laughs> so Ricky Gervais works at a newspaper that's going out of business, and he's got this photographer who's the biggest <laughs> dork. You know the guy I'm talking about, right? He shows up, and he'll take one, they'll do an interview, and he'll take one picture. <laughs> he takes one picture. But one of the best lines, just about what you guys are talking about, they go, they find out of a guy uh, that has been putting his well the post is what they call it in England the U.S. mail the post over there he's been putting his letters in a dog recycling oh. container because it looks like a mailbox right you Perfect. know you, you put the dog poop in there and, <laughs> but it looks like a mailbox so they're interviewing the guy and the guy's just he's way overweight he's filthy his face is filthy hair's filthy his clothes are just a mess right. 
So they said, well, well you, you, don't put your mail in. Why do you keep putting your mail in? Again? You know, I'm having a huge problem because I pay all my bills on time, and they just never seem to get the money, <laughs> and now they're trying to blame me. Uh, and they said, well, sir, that's, that's not a mailbox. It's... it's, it's receives dog you like you bag your dog's poop and you put it in the, there and that they come and collect it he goes oh well he said don't you see it says right on there dog collection he goes well i can't see very well my my vision's not very well so i, I you know what are you going to do and ricky gervais says to the guy well didn't you notice the horrible odor and the guy goes i thought it was me <laughs> well, what a gr- the, the touching part it. of it yeah. is the, the you gotta. It, it, Ricky's wife, his character, oh, dies of cancer, and he just misses her terribly, and he's yes. having a really hard time getting beyond it, and he sits around by himself and drinks wine all night and works for this terrible little local newspaper, <laughs> and just, he it's hates true. everything and everybody. He does indeed. So. What Sounds I good. Must-see must viewing. Here it is. Oh, it is love it. You would have... <laughs> There, there was a thing last night. This is why I, I, I adore my wife so much. Andy, your mother is a sweetheart of a person. We're watching it last night, and I want—I don't want to say who it was. This sounds staged, by the way. It's not staged. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Once you settle down down there, sister. <laughs> okay. But is Catherine uh, listening? I probably Almost not. certainly not. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's on. That's a hard no. <laughs> I'm on the show, so she doesn't listen. So, but uh, he loses an, someone else. I won't say who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. But he loses another person in episode five of the second season, and we're watching it. And I look over, and Catherine's crying. Yeah, it was very sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is that touching though, because he he is so close. I to his can't wife, believe you know. Catherine. I mean, I'm a ball baby. I I tear up at commercials <laughs> sometimes. It's like, oh, it's a at least you admit it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 My wife is Irish Catholic. She goes. You crying about? That is actually the same in my house too. You you wouldn't know it, but Bob Kroll, giant crybaby, for real. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, for real. Honestly, I'd I'm like, know. what are you crying about, dude? Get your Thank you act so together. much, Liz. Let me make a yeah. note. <laughs> Bob, write that down, baby. Oh, wait a minute. That's yeah. different. Write that down. No question about it. I want to ask Liz a few questions. Is, is oh, good. More about my car? No, we'll just okay. move on to your I'd like career. to swear some more. It's just very freeing in a microphone. Yeah, really, Most yeah. of you probably know. Know this about her, but I'm sure there are some listeners that don't know who you are. Liz had a long career uh, on TV and WCCO radio, left recently to transition to Alpha News. So my first question is, and, and this has nothing to do with either CBS or Alpha News or anything else, but I was always curious how much uh, control over content on-air people have. Yeah, we uh, do have, have quite a bit. Um, you know, I... I saw a lot of change in my 14 years over there. Um, you know, I was there long enough to kind of have my own sources and sort of my own thing going. I knew who to, you know, call for information and such. Um, so it takes a few years to kind of gather that all together, no matter where you go in a market. Mm-hmm. I moved across the country before I came back home to Minnesota. Um, but I did feel like that changed, um, which is sort partly uh, why I left when I did in January. Um, I felt like we were pushing messaging that I wasn't comfortable with, um, and frankly, that I felt um, we had information that basically was was going against uh, what we're pushing out there, if that makes sense. And that was when mm-hmm. it came to policing, when it came to COVID, there was just a lot more to certain stories and certain issues that I felt we weren't covering responsibly anymore. 
Could this, I ask you a question? Could I ask a quick question? No, Tom, you can't. <laughs> I'm okay, I think it's show. Everybody's tuning in because me and Mike are here. Are you, not you. <laughs> no, no, I understand. No, go right ahead, no, I understand. no, the reason I'm. Uh, and this is a question for everybody, actually, or, or a statement for everybody. I used to watch a lot of news because doing a morning show, you need to know what is in the news and what's going on. So I used to watch a lot of it. And I would bounce around from the, you know, the CNNs to Fox to, you know, MSNBC or whatever. And I'd go to all. I can't watch any of them anymore. All of them. If there's money involved, they're lying. Well, I think the most recent statistic I saw was disgusting. 11% of Americans greatly trust the news. 11%. Wow. That's wow. It. It's pretty Shock bad. is in double, double digits. Yeah, they're yeah. just ahead of Congress. <laughs> wow. yeah. And car salesmen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, the triple. I'll You'll appreciate the story, I think, Liz. During the night of the, uh, the 16 election, my daughter, who was, was she born in, she was 12 and a half or so, and kind of interested in politics, which was unusual for somebody that age. And I said, let's stay up until 1030 and we'll watch the election re results. But what we're going to do is we're going to flip back and forth between channels. So we watched it's a smart 12 -year -old CBS, at the time. Yeah. Uh, Fox, and PBS. And it was right about the time that the Florida results came in. And she looked at me and said, it's like we're watching three totally different yep. shows. Oh, it's mm -hmm. true. Well, it's like you're mm -hmm. watching Fox different realities. Like, Fox is like when the Twins won the World Series in 87. And you watch PBS and David L. Brooks like he just found out he just had cancer. Yeah. It was just yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. I have to tell another story, and I told this to Mike. It's so unusual. It's weird for me when I meet people that are on TV. The I, when in the early days of this podcast, Don Shelby was the co-host, and I'd for a long like time, everybody actually. else yeah. watched time. him for years. Yeah. And so the first time he's sitting where Mike is, we're right across the table, and he starts talking to me, and I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute! I'm not watching yeah. TV. This is, <laughs> this is actually yeah, exactly. a real person." Exactly. Yeah. I miss working with Don. Don and I are very good friends. And Talk is he doing all right? Yeah, he's doing much better. I, I heard think. he's better. He's doing a lot better, and he just... Those are questions we used to ask about Don 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's for a different reason, though, Mike. Are you know? okay, sir? You know, funny story about Don. So Don actually interviewed me on the radio when I was just a kid, when I was 10, and I really? had a neighborhood newspaper. And WCCO Radio actually did a little bit about how this these girls in this neighborhood in Worthington um, came together and... Um, you know, did, did this newspaper for the summer, and he asked me what I wanted to do when I got older, and I said, well, you know what, eventually I'd really like to have your job. And he laughed, and then 14 years later, I was sitting next to him anchoring my very yeah, first newscast on Thanks, cool? Thanksgiving. And I tried That's to remind wonderful. him of this story. You know, I was so nervous when I started working there around him, and he wouldn't make eye contact. He was a big deal, you know what I mean? And then he came and up to my... if you don't my, know, just ask him. He'll yeah, tell you. Right. <laughs> He came up to my desk. It was like a half an hour, I feel like, before the news started. He's like, well, mm -hmm. I'm done. Maybe I should get to know you now. I'm about to anchor the news with you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, from, from there we forged a friendship. Good guy. And But, yeah, it was kind of the same thing. I was like, this guy's been on TV f longer than I've been alive, which yep. I really like to remind him when I first started <laughs> at Cisco. Yes. He really enjoyed that. Um, but, but, yeah. but it, it also gives me an appreciation why you're so free to say words like shitbox, because when I met Don, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, that's pretty tame compared, to, yeah. Yeah. Pretty tame compared to what he fact, would say. We started, yeah. podcast, we started oh, calling yeah. him Don F.U. Shelby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well <laughs> no question about like it. breathing, and we won't say that so we don't have to edit it out. So, so I have a question you're for welcome, you. You're welcome, Andy. And I don't mean 
mean to be. I'm not. Su- I'm not good at sucking up. Uh, to, to, which is why I get in trouble everywhere I work because I do not kiss ass. I won't do it. I can't do it. I, even if I tried, I couldn't do it. Right. But it is true in my estimation because I've lived in Chicago and New York and a lot of other places. Minneapolis-St. Paul has the best news anchors I've ever seen. It's a good news market, yeah. It's not even a competition. Mm -hmm. I remember moving from here to New York in 1980 or 79 or something like that. And I watched the news and I said, this is horrible. Because everybody on there is like... Tonight on the Dells, ladies and gentlemen. They all got that yeah. disc jockey fake, voice yeah. or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Why is it? I mean, you look back. Dave Moore, Don Shelby. I mean, I'm the not giving Frank. Anyway. Yeah, the Majors brothers. Frankie <laughs> V. I got to be nice to him even though no, Frank's a great guy. And he, has great, he has great hair, so that yeah, he's helps. great hair, he's so great. that He's tall. Yeah. <laughs> but... Phenomenal. Son of a bitch. Yeah. He's got it all, Mike. Yeah. He's got it all. Just are hate you the wearing guy. a cake you wear? Get the hell out of my office. Well, I can wear it for a few more months. That's why I wore yeah. it today. I was asking, okay. I was going to ask too, what, what's the countdown? How many more days? What? December 23rd. Yeah, you don't have the date. Like a lot of people have, like the countdown oh, clock I on their desk. I have a friend who has the retirement okay, yeah. clock. Two hundred eighty-seven days and four hours. And yeah, I'm Mike done. Mike Binkley, who I worked with at CCO, oh, had Binkley, that sure, had yeah. that running for hundreds of days. Mm-hmm. So I figured Mine's you'd have that. Four and a half months. There's four and a half okay. months left. Is there going to be a going away party? Uh, this yes, is it right here. There is a going away that's party, but here. nobody in management's invited. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm not kidding. It's not you that's going away. It's them that's going gonna, away from you. Are they going to give you a $10 gift certificate oh, to Subway no. like I've, I got? I think I'll, I have to Mike's give them a little bit. Do you know what the president of the company said to me? Because hmm. wow. when I, I was going to leave, I said, you know, well, you guys are really not very generous with the severance, are you? And he goes, well, I'm not getting any. And I said, I don't know if you know this, but this is not about you. <laughs> he did not like that too much when I pointed out this but. It's just, it's a weird business. Well, first of all, radio, television, newspapers have got major problems in about another three, four years. For sure they do. Well, right now, maybe. Yeah, right now. Yeah. I don't know if you know or not, but the the, the future is on the internet. Not sure if you guys have heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The what? What the what? We should connect this thing to the internet. See, this is actually we're all therapists for Tom. Exactly. Just practice. Disguised but as it's going right into a cassette recorder. That's right. One thing you got to say about Minneapolis, in Minnesota in general, great TV people, great news people, newspaper people, the radio people. It's a great media market. Why did that happen? I mean, you would think stuck up here in the great Northwest or whatever. Remember they used to call it the great, that was probably before you got here. I was going to, great Northwest, it's on the Mississippi River. I know, I never understood that. Is that not the Northwest? What are you talking about? Well, it would have been in the 1700s. Yeah, true. St. Louis was on the edge of civilization. It's fakey as that true North stuff they did during the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, we've never referred I know, to ourselves. I know, I thought the same thing. I live in the true North. Yeah. No, I've true never heard anyone say that. Hudson Bay? Will have, that you? didn't catch on. Weird. I was but, watching yeah. the. I was watching and they probably ES- spent a lot of money uh, exactly. to the marketing they company. Sure did. Let's see. Yeah. I was watching we can't ESPN call it white last person night. Bill. That'd be bad. You watching what? ESPN. Yeah. And the anchor was talking about the, the Twins-Milwaukee game and referred to it as the border battle. Mm. Uh, come on, uh, there's only one border yeah, battle. That, and yeah. it's baseball. It ain't yeah. That's right. <laughs> that is absolutely right. Well, they're on opposite ends of the state, but, you know, other than that. Oh, yeah. yeah, a border battle. Your wife just texted me. What is she doing? She's digging up weeds? Yeah, she's oh, digging okay. up weeds. Why there is she go. texting you? Well, I said, well, I'm going to miss her. 
Oh, you know? mm-hmm. oh she's pulling up she's weed. Pulling yeah. weed. So that that's kind like, of like an insult. Pl- I'd rather be digging I, up I, weeds kind of, than it's talking like to you. She'd rather be like <laughs> yeah. washing her hair or something. It kind of feels. Steve yeah, Martin said that. I'd rather be with you people than the finest people in the world. <laughs> the finest people in the world. <laughs> no, she did say she'd rather be here than pulling up weeds. No, she would. I don't know if you saw the dog when she was pulling up weeds. You know, it's more entertaining than this show, I would oh. say. <laughs> oh, Juju. Well, pretty much so any other show. Whoa, whoa. You know, I got home last night for some it's reason. It's a rough We've had Jude for eight years now. Since he's a little tiny eight puppy. Eight years. I walk in the front door last night, he starts growling at me. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> he, he does that to me every time I come Why? in the house. He's dog's barking not and right growling. in the head. No. T- taking the cue from the older. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> no, he's just <laughs> oh, <sorry>. lunatic <laughs> is all. <laughs> We he have a dog nuts. that needs his second ACL surgery. You guys hear about oh. the, you know, we have Bob selects the largest lab of the litter because we have to have the biggest dog, which yeah. means it's the most expensive because their joints don't work or something. Yep. Oh, yeah. So yeah. now he's he's on three legs, which I'm like, this oh, dog is probably puppy. fine with three legs. Like, he's kind of cute. He's kind of, <laughs> do we really have to pay for the surgery again, you know? Mm-hmm. But, How old is he? Yeah. He's four, Sarge. Oh, yeah. that's pretty young, man. Yeah, I don't know. The, I didn't puppy. know this was a thing with labs, but yeah. Like Every dog has dogs, some yeah. constellation of health issues you For have to real. worry about. But growing up, we never fixed dogs. No, we, did. we didn't either. We oh. just got different ones. Yeah, I know. Are they just like <laughs> this gold? one's defective? Right. Is that terrible? But yeah, they just would be replaced. Well, I mean, they probably it's, is terrible. Sometimes these surgeries are twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, this, well, this thing not is everyone like four can or five afford grand. that. Yeah. Yeah. So in a thinly veiled attempt to turn this into an ad for Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, <laughs> if you have yeah, to, I was doing okay, yeah. some recruiting ads nice for them, and I'm looking through all the benefits and stuff, and one was pet insurance. And I started laughing mm-hmm. about it. My wife says, what's so funny? I says, well, we've got this new program. It's pet insurance. It's probably and she good goes, yeah. you know, that's a big deal to pet owners. You yeah, should probably talk about yes. that. Don't oh, be yeah. stupid. And no, I'm like, for okay, real. honey, thanks. So it's working. Yeah. We had we had a little Westie growing up, um, you know, so look like Toto but white. Yep. And um, this dog's hair started falling out. And you know, my dad's from Heron Lake, Minnesota. Grew up with like nine brothers and sisters. Dogs, which kind of just come and go. And then you know that was. I didn't know you were my... Catholic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am absolutely. So the dog's hair starts falling out, and then the dog kind of just disappears. You oh. know, and Chester has to be put to sleep. Is basically what I was told. And after I got home from school one day. So then I get a Westie when I graduate from college, get my one of my first jobs in Wichita where I'm anchoring and reporting, get, get a Westie. The, the hair starts falling out, and I take it to the vet. I'm like, this is what happened to my Westie when I was a little girl. You know, Chester died at the time. Oh. And they're like, oh, this is mange. It's very common. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds yeah, like mange. It's very common. You just buy this shampoo for like $20. <laughs> And then I have this very awkward conversation with my father, like, what the hell happened to Chester when I was a kid? And he didn't really have much of an answer. We had a dog Chester named Chester. Went out to we the did. Field. Chester and Clayton. Chester and Clayton, the Irish setters, <laughs> yep. absolutely. No doubt about it. Are you going to do a live spot today? I don't think we're doing commercials. Well, if, if this is car selling secrets, then technically it's oh. basically is a. I, well, you tell me when what When we you want. segue into the next, like, the non car selling secrets thing, maybe then. Okay. We can, Start that off. Yeah, let's do that. Like we used to. It'll give me 15 minutes to think of something. (laughs) Well, that's real nice. I can hardly wait. That's really great. Yeah, me too. Oh, there's commercials that people love them. Are there any cars left to buy right now? It's getting better, actually, uh, in some brands. I was actually, my other job, Liz doesn't know this, but Walzer has spun off a software company that helps dealers sell cars. Eventually, we're going to be able to do everything on a Um, a phone, and we're getting close, but. 
client big auto group out of Detroit, and we just signed up their Chrysler store. They had 500 vehicles on the ground and incoming, which is really good. But at our Toyota store, on the other hand, we just had a couple of guys here from Toyota last week. They had two new cars on the ground at our store in Bloomington and the incoming pipeline of 1,400 pre-sold cars. Mm-hmm. So it's, he it's, said some of these it's are still three years really out. weird. Yeah, yeah. Three yeah years. so the, three the, years. Hot, the hottest one is the RAV right, yeah. Prime, which is a, an electric hybrid. And they're, it's a I think three you said they're not even selling them anymore. Yeah, they stopped taking orders for yeah. them. It's like, we don't want to keep your money. How it's, much are those going for? Uh, I I think that they're sh- just shy of fifty. I'd oh, have to okay. look it up, but I mean they're uh, that's the the hot new thing at Toyota yeah. now. But it is getting better, and demand is slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in a lot of parts of the country, dealers were selling cars uh, over list price, and some people bought them, and other people just sort of held off. The used car market is flattening out price wise a little bit. You know. Oh, Fed's it couldn't pro- go any higher. I mean, I know. Oh, bananas. God, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, my wife's car. We almost got rid of it, but I couldn't find anything to buy. Uh, it was worth more than we bought it for five years before. What about a 96 shitbox Chevy Cavalier? How much do you think? Uh, shitbox is always a shitbox. Is that <laughs> okay. market never changes. It does. It's okay. a $500 car. It'll be f- worth 510 years. It was worth 510 years All right. ago. All right, gotcha. Andy's going to be here till about midnight. <laughs> Andy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Editing. Well, I mean, I could just not upload this to... Well, it's car selling secrets, so I don't upload it to Frank's Beach anyway. So there you go. Oh, you don't? Okay. Nope. Well, there you go. What's Frank's Beach? Yeah. Frank's Speech. You ever been uh, there? Frank's Really nice Peach. this time of year. Uh, it's yeah. Gelfand's best friend, Mike Lindell. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't even say a word. I, you know, I... I figure the mixing of I know. Walzer and Mike Lindell, I don't know. It's just better to not... I know, look on your face. I know where my pumper nickel is smeared. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I understand that nobody else does. We get that whole deal. Why isn't pumpernickel popular anymore? Well, we've covered a lot stuff. of ground, guys. In, in, yeah, my, really it's, it's, know, in my circles, it's there's still demand oh, for yeah? it. Oh, yeah? I never see anyone eating it anymore. Really? Yeah. Well, you're supposed to have your corned beef on pumpernickel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in to Pocket Cast, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dan's Southside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. 
Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike, and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member fdic and equal housing lender you all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in mike lindell to give you a great night's sleep mike's latest incredible deal is on the giza dream sheets which you've heard me rave about before that's for sure these sheets are made from the world's best cotton giza they are ultra soft and breathable yet extremely durable right now the giza dream sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Do you mind if I bring up something during cars? Why do you keep should asking me? <laughs> because this <laughs> is your segment. Yes, and you can see oh, that wait, I've got massive wait, control over the content. I'll wait another yeah. 20 minutes because I, I want to talk to Mike about gangsters in Minnesota. Because, you know, Paul Sorvino just died, so we're having all these gangsters on the morning mm-hmm. show talking mm-hmm. about this. And, and you know my family is connected. Exactly. Yeah. But oh. we'll we'll get to that in twenty minutes because I want to ask you about uh, about the way they comported comported themselves to children in the neighborhood was totally different. People yeah. don't know that story. Oh, yeah. They do not know the kindness and direction that those gangsters, those mobsters, actually brought to the neighborhood. Yeah, people don't know about that. We'll get to it in twenty minutes. Now we're you gonna better talk take about... a note there, Liz, because we'll all forget. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what do you mean you forget? Yeah, I'm going to take a lot of notes here. We're going to start following an outline. It's we're going to follow an outline. Yeah, now we we're talking. Of, like, <laughs> now we're talking. We're also and and again, like, we, st- we do have to get to the uh, cult status of uh, of, of your food, food trucks. Oh, yeah, right, of yeah. food trucks. Of your pump, going, your I mean, nickel food truck. That. That's a good one. Let's hear about that. Trucks and cars. So you know, it's yeah, it's related. It's your show. Therefore, I just, I'm not going to take over your show. It's fine. Do you want me to read part of it? Because yeah. Gelfan is fired up to get to this, aren't you? Well, this is a fascinating story. Well, it's, no, I haven't read it yet, so I don't know how fascinating it is. Oh, you haven't read it? I just saw the headline. Oh, wow. Well, well, the okay. headline was good enough for <laughs> but me. I will warn you, the story takes some uh, twists and turns. No. And it's kind of hard to follow. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to look this up. The co-owner of a popular Minnetonka food truck serving up fried chicken throughout the Twin Cities this week sued two sisters for defamation after they accused the business of ties to a cult, and it lost business. They People yeah. shut them down. You can't stop reading at this point. No, oh, 100%. Solaire Alara, <clears throat> co-owner of the Bad Rooster, seeks more than 200000 Solaire Alara? That sounds Solaire like a fake Alara. name. Solera, well, it sounds S-O-U-L. like a cult name. So. Well, I was going to say, where's the, where's the cult? No, the yeah. rooster. The, the, Actually, the what rooster? It's a sun-worshipping cult, Solera. In, in the case of one of the uh, characters in the story, it is a fake name. 
Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I see. I didn't yeah. know that. Did you know that? No, yeah. I haven't read the story. Yeah, there is a fake name involved. Mm. Solaire Alare, a co-owner of Bad Rooster, seeks more than $200,000 in damage for the claims made this month on Facebook by Angela Marie Hummelgard of Cottage Grove and Kelly Ring Abdi, or Abedi, I guess it would be, in Risertown, Maryland. The lawsuit claims the sisters also called uh, breweries and other establishments, which then canceled plans to... Uh, to host the food truck. Apparently, they're firing the food truck because of this. Bad Rooster opened 2019, has more than 5,000 followers on Facebook, where Abdi, or Abedi, uh, posted the occult claims, which were followed by others echoing the accusations in the Business Review's online comments. Alare <laughs> is the spiritual director and leader, uh, leading a minister of Living Faith Spiritual Community, a nonprofit organization founded in 2003 in Minnetonka that partnered with Bad Rooster in 2020 to collect donations. Alare found, uh, founded the Soulful Journey in 2005 and a wellness center at Minnetonka address shared with the living faith. In addition, she hosts a spirituality podcast and has more than 100,000 Facebook followers. So, so far, this is just about what? Does anybody other than me think no. that this story needs an editor? No. Yeah. No, it's got it, well, it does of, need an editor. This, right. this is like the nightmare of your SAT test. That's right. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, Tom, do you know how long this story is, is? So you got a lot more reading oh, to do. Oh, I'm not going to read anymore but this is, because these guys are right. Why don't you edit this thing? Because all of a sudden we're all They're, in this cult. Look at this. We fell for it. <laughs> well, you, yeah. know, you, know why, you know why no one edited it. Because there's no editors that's anymore. Right. Yeah, well, that's right. a good point. That's there are no true. editors. Speaking of which, true. you guys are running a commercial on the morning show that's voiced by, I don't know, it's just a talent. It says headquarters. It's not headquarters. That's not a word. It drives me insane. And think that some producer said, okay, look, we've got a tape there. Let's print it. You don't that. like headquarters? Headquarters is fine. Headquarters. Quarter? C-O-R-D. You've heard people say that. No, oh, have, do you have a quarter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. understand what you're saying. And I don't remember what the product is, so it's a Take terrible it ad anyway. Maybe them. it's a cord that you wrap around your head. That is. It's a headquarter. <laughs> That's right. This is one of those stories where the more you read, the less you understand. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I agree with you. Don't I agree with you. I went to the bottom. I'm like, I got nothing. Sometimes. Story by Dostoevsky. Sometimes you read Less news stories more. and they're so strangely written. Yeah. Uh, and it often turns out that these have been harvested from other news sites, yes. rearranged by an AI, so they're not oh, plagiarizing. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. But not in this case. This is oh. just so. No, I think this is just poorly written. But yeah. sometimes, <laughs> if you read a news it's story totally that different. just sounds extremely bizarre and you can't put your finger on it, that actually happens quite a bit. It's oh, not yeah. usually like, you know, CNN's not going to be doing that, but it's, it's like, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. you know randomnobodynews.com, they probably are doing it. See, this, this, Tom, this is the real scourge of journalism. You like to talk about bias. There's no bias in here. It's just incompetence. It's just bad. It's incompetence. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And that right. really is... We should you have know, a, a, I don't know if that's the, the cause or the effect in the case of journalism, because so many yeah. other things have... You know, work together to destroy it. I did just read something though, and now I know what caused this. I don't know anything about their religion, or I'm not. A, you know, I grew Living up Catholic, faith. but I'm not. Well, they have a website. I'm not a religious guy or anything. I don't have anything against religion. I don't follow a religion. It all works for me. You're but the makes you biggest happy. closet Christian I've ever met. <laughs> closet Christian. You, you remember, are. Not, remember, here's Lenny Bruce. Here's the deal. I would agree with that. Yep. Thank you. Liz. <laughs> I love yeah. Lenny Bruce so much. Lenny Bruce. Don't tell anybody. Lenny Bruce said, "Everyday people are leaving the church and going back to God." <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. I loved Lenny Bruce. Oh, he's great. Didn't live very long. But here's the last line in the story. Mm-hmm. 
In 2021, Bad Rooster was voted the best food truck in a Star Tribune Reader's Choice Award. Yep. <laughs> which is not affiliated with the newsroom. Yes, which is not affiliated with the newsroom. <laughs> it does say that right there, yeah. which is not affiliated with the newsroom. So what's, uh, what do they say? Because I'm not reading this whole damn yeah. story. It's way too long. So is this a is this a Christian thing? I think it's something that they, they posted online and they got mad because it was shared 250 times. And they say it. Well, Living yeah, Faith site uh, says they're about faith, not religion. So it's not Christian. It's about non-denominational oh, it's faith. Non-denominational. The only reason I bring that up is because now apparently there's some somebody's going after the Christians in America. White Christian nationalists. They are all now. Oh, that's a big deal now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a huge yeah. deal now. Yeah. So what's that all about? Because I don't I don't pay attention to that stuff. It's about people who think that the uh, the Bible and not the Constitution should be what we all obey, which gets you in a little trouble right there. But it's in every country in the world. Well, it's, well, yeah, to some extent, right, sure. It is. I mean, absolutely. There, there are certain countries where there, it's it's not a big deal. No, Scandinavian countries, right. you don't have this. But this this is basically about people who have, who have every advantage but also have all the grievances. And they want to go back to a time that never existed. So we now are all following that because people have very few grievances mm-hmm. now, but they all think they have tons of them. Oh, it's so divisive. There's it's yeah, just everybody has so many horribly problems. Horribly divisive, yeah. Yeah. which is unfortunate. Look, I grew up in Catholic. Again, when I was in second grade, second grade where you go on to go to confession and communion and all that stuff. So is that second yeah. or third? Yeah. Second grade, it's, right? It's later now, but when you were younger, it was second grade. I got in a lot of trouble because I can't shut up, as you know. <laughs> no. I'm shocked. I'm so, totally no. blown away. Believe. But you yeah. turned it into uh, a career. Yeah, that's right. I don't shut up, so I got in the radio. Who, kn- who knew when we were diagnosed with ADHD? <laughs> I got great news, <laughs> Mom. I've got ADHD. But we're sitting in class, and Andy's heard the story a number of times. Sorry, Andy, but... I'm sitting there, and the priest comes in, and he's teaching us how to go to confession, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there listening to him. He said, you have to understand. Now, this is in front of a full classroom, and there's a couple of nuns in there, and the priest is in there. And I can't shut up, which I I think that that is the day I realized I was going to get in a lot of trouble the rest of my life. The priest said, you have to understand one thing, that when you come into the confessional, if I'm the priest that's in there, you have to understand you're not talking to me. I'm a conduit to God. And I said out loud, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, whoa, that did not. Whoa, Speaking truth whoa. to power. <laughs> that did yeah. not go over you, well. You were in the confessional for three and a half hours. <laughs> three and a half hours yeah. the next time. You are praying 17 rosaries. You, I thought the two nuns were going to pass out. It's just a little, <laughs> this little dink sitting in the corner going, ah, shut up over there. <laughs> so did you ever get your hand slapped by a ruler while it was oh. sitting on top of a radiator? Sister Conchita. Yeah. Absolutely, Sister Conchita. She would, matter of fact, I have the honor of having the very first black nun teach me in uh, the state of Minnesota. Really? Sister Conchita was a black woman. That must account for your large amount of soul. That's exactly what, yeah. well, she passed along to me. She you gave me my first, you know, James Brown record. and. <laughs> You racist. I'm sorry. You're a horrible. I don't know what came me. over me. You know, my my son just completed he his first communion. Uh, he's going into fourth grade okay. now, but he did this recently, and he was so nervous about his first confession. And I'm like, you know, it's got to be between you and the, the priest and God. I can't tell you what to say, but I can hardly wait to hear how this is going to turn out. You know what I mean? As as a mom, so he gets done, and he seems very relieved. And I said, you know, you don't have to tell me, but what did you what did you say? And he said, well. 
I asked for forgiveness for that one kid that I checked during Mites 1. This hockey season. <laughs> a little hockey deal. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, didn't hit well, him hard enough? Yeah, well, I, I think he did check him from the back, and I don't think he, I think he knew oh, what he, he was do doing that, yeah. was, you know, not, he wasn't, but he obviously felt guilty enough to bring it up during his first confession, so. No, so that, that was that. Well, there I was goes like, that I did, career. <laughs> See, now I can segue into what you and I were talking about before the show, because I grew up in a neighborhood in North Minneapolis, which was, the white people were almost all Catholic. Um, black people and Jews that went Catholic, black Jews along Plymouth Avenue. Right. And we were talking this morning because of Paul Servino. We're talking to a bunch of different different people about that. I said, you know, looking back, I have to tell you that the mobsters, and I knew they were mobsters by the time I was eight, nine years old. The the, the organized crime in Minnesota was Jewish. It was not Italian. Ah, the good old days. Ah, the good old days when the Jews <laughs> oh, ran the it nostalgia. all. Where there exactly. was a loaf of pumpernickel on every corner. <laughs> yes. But I've told the story many times. A, a man lighting his cigar in front of Desnick Brothers looking down east on Plymouth Avenue and these kids were running out in front of cars. And, acting, and the guy looks down at me and goes, kid, don't ever act like a schmuck like that. <laughs> and that was the first time that I paid attention. Those guys, even though they were mobsters and some of them killed people, there's no question oh, about yeah. that. They did. The kid can lived about three blocks from where I'm talking about. But they watched over the children in the neighborhood. Doesn't matter if they were Jews, Catholics, blacks. They wa- they did watch over the children. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget that as long as I live. They, they taught me many, many things because my dad wasn't around. Mm. So they took his position and said, now this is what you should do, Tom. Don't do that. Do this over here. I don't think people realize that. Now, I'm not trying to say that monsters are wonderful people. That's not what I'm saying. No, they're really not. Not really. Once we get past all the charming anecdotes. But where would I have learned that if they hadn't done it? Yeah. Well, here's the thing about, uh, and I only know from anecdotal observation. But as you know, I, there were mobsters, and I had cousins who in were In your mobsters. family, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. and, and the thing I can tell you is that they, they did tend to be very nice to children unless they were their own. That's true. That's yeah. a very, ah, very good, good point. point. That's a really mm. good point. I'm going to change your name to Kid Can't. What do you kid think? Can't. <laughs> Got a kid can and a kid can't. Ferguson, as, as uh, our buddy Sid Hartman used to call him. Yeah, they, Ferguson, yeah. Or just Fergie. Fergie. And you know what the derivation of that was? Yeah. yeah. You should tell Forget, everyone. Well, forgessing. Yeah. Which means forgetful. Forgetful. So, uh, in other words, I think it's because Kid Can used to forget how many people he killed. Uh, probably. <laughs> but he was not a fighter. That's the one thing about Kid Can that people don't understand. That if a fight broke out, he would run for the closet. No. No, he was and, not a fighter. And he didn't believe in duels either. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> that went out in the 19th century, didn't it? Dueling? dueling. Well, he, he, just means, he just means only one day. We should bring that back, maybe. Yeah, yeah. dueling? Not a, yeah. I would like that. Well, you we kind of have a form of it, a metaphorical yeah. form of it now. In our Facebook? Poli- in a, well, our politics oh, in Oh, my God. Yeah. It is a gunfight. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's not as yeah. good as it was in the 19th century. No. They used to have fist fights on the Senate floor. Oh, God. God that would have been great. They still do that in several countries, like Greece and Italy. Oh, yeah. They'll go after each other. Every once in a while in Japan, a fight breaks out in the, what's the name of the Japanese... The diet legislature. Yeah, that's what it is. Nowadays, I don't the, know why it's called the diet, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, main now, thing politicians yeah. fight over now is who gets to fillet the lobbyist first. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true, by yeah. the way. Mm. That's Michael. That's why I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I, I, I don't care if it's left, right, Republican, Democrat. I can't take it anymore. It's money, 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 and that's all that matters to these people. Mm? I mean, it's disgusting. Mm? Look, I like Joe Manchin. 
Mm-hmm. But it was so obvious what he did. Are those your glasses, by the way? No. Everybody thinks those are your yeah, glasses. A pair of very strong reading you know, I have glasses. a lot of questions about a lot of the from. things on this table. I just think it's a very interesting yeah. mix. Yeah. 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 The nuts are right next to the nail salon over here. That I'm, oh, that's that Alex. I'm yeah. That would be Alex, <laughs> the nail salon, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. You, you are in the girl area. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. There's a lot of lotions and yeah. creams. No if you want those, they're yours. They've been here for like three oh, weeks. Oh, they look great on you. And if you want to play a little blackjack, you slide on here and deal a couple of hands. You know, maybe I want that Lysol Spray. Yeah, Pass that down. Oh, sure. Right. Over to the nail salon. Just getcha. <laughs> yeah, Alex's <laughs> nail salon down there. She's she's a piece mm-hmm. of work. There's no doubt about that. But well, look at this. Your cuticles. Yeah, cuticle clipper. Yeah. There's really oh, there really is oh, everything. Oh, she's got here. it all down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Set. There's no doubt about that. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. 
So anything about cars? You got five more minutes, car selling secrets, and then I'm gonna go after you. Better hurry. Why, why wait? <laughs> why wait? It's, it's never held you back. No, I'm just you know we're just kind of looking through the news because honestly, I just you know what I really hate now. And Liz, you spent a lot of time on TV sets. French people. Yeah, <laughs> I, was just I hate the French. But I, love I was waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear where we're going. Mm-hmm. Why is it that nobody on a dais now, and I don't care what channel it's on, I don't care if it's CNN, Fox, MSNBC, not so much the local news, people will not stop talking over one another. Why is the why do directors, floor directors allow that now? I don't get it. They listen to Car Selling Secrets and they tip, picked it up from there. <laughs> they picked it up from here. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I, I'm not... I think a lot of it is they're just filling they're filling time. You know, we're we're talking television is now twenty four seven, and yeah. so whoever can you know have the last word. Sometimes they think that makes better TV. They like they like conflict. Well, I, you know? but it's just so annoying. It's like would you let the person finish? I'm much their too sentence? too nice for that. Oh, yeah. you're too nice. Yeah, that's okay. Well, yeah. I, that's what I nice. hear. But, but actually, I have a lot to say, Tom. All of a sudden, now that you're talking, so I think I'll just continue talking. See, there you go. That should be. It's going to be my new thing. <laughs> Your TV okay. personality. I'm over it now. There's a there's a uh, young woman who's never been in reporting before. They're building they something bowling up there. I was wondering a, what is going on. They're building something up there again. I don't know what the hell they're doing. But uh, there's a new young they woman. They built the pyramids faster than they've remodeled this building. <laughs> I know. I believe me, I do I, understand I think that's that. the that's the floggers are us. Floggers are us up there. there. Yeah. Well, it's a possibility, but. Yeah, I just, I remember back when people just used to talk, and then you had your turn, and then I had my turn again, but we, they don't do that anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. And on a TV set, it's really uncomfortable for me, because I, again, I grew up around so many good news people, from the time, like I, going all the way back to Dave Moore, Bud Crailing, you go down a list of people, right? Ah, those are the days. Are you talking about, like, when they have a guest on, and the host gets all mad at the guest, and starts interrupting them and talking over them, <laughs> so they can't talk? That happens a lot, too. That happens mm-hmm. all the time, and it's mm-hmm. really annoying. And I'll do, I'll, I'll be the person that I'm talking about, and then you just say anything. i say, what, what are you going to do later on today? Well, or just play music. Oh, oh Joey Weiner's oh. calling me. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. You can have your phone on. This is the power that he has. He no, can. I cannot. My phone's never turned what on. The radio. He's that? kind of new to radio. <laughs> he has learned all the insider this means stuff. That somebody used my phone because I he never have my. Is so on. close to never. retirement, just mailing it in That's at right. this point. You know, oh, mailing it in. You know, Tom Bernard broadcasting from my bathroom. Speaking of news and anchors. Yes. When I moved to Chicago in like 1972, 73, I, I found the news there to be the most exciting and, and basically entertaining thing I'd ever seen on television. No, oh. Chicago's market was Chicago good. Chicago market was great. It was. Great. Mm-hmm. It was and, yes. and they'd, they'd, you know, they'd, uh, so they, they WGN uh, hasn't changed anything since. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to work. But, you know, it was the, the, the co-anchors were Walter Jacobson. Do you remember Walter mm-hmm. Jacobson? Yeah, I do, yeah. Fantastic. And he was, his co-anchor was the guy, the really deep voice, I can't remember his name, but he was a national celebrity. Mm-hmm. So they'd start out, the anchor, the main anchor guy would be talking, and then you'd hear a phone ring. And, and then the anchor would say, well, Walter, you have a phone call. And Walter <laughs> would pick it up, he'd say, hello. And then he'd look over at the anchor guy and say, it's the mayor. <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, were they smoking wonderful. cigarettes back then too on, yeah. on set? Oh, you that would was, see the smoke yeah. come up. Yeah. Frank, uh, 
God, what was his name? He's the sports guy. Every time you watch sports, smoke is just smoke? billowing yeah. up from underneath the yeah. table. You know, I have to say yeah. that I I really wanted Frank to. Frank Butel. Frank Butel, yeah. yes. Johnny Carson influenced my smoking when I was a young kid. Because oh, yeah, he yeah. Would, he oh, yeah, just look cool. Inhale a cigarette, yeah. and then it would just sort of come out for like five minutes. Oh, yeah. God, I want to be able to do that. You still can't really <laughs> see that with, with Dave in the early days. But I can't Dave figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, actually, we had a meteorologist at CCO uh, who shall remain nameless, but they tried to vape in the oh, uh, studio for a while oh. before somebody had to crack down on them. But I think they they were like, well, people used to smoke, so I should probably They're be able to vape. vaping in the studio. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not, there's no second it hand, so, yeah. but still. But was it legal it was vaping? bizarre. Were they actually? I mean, you know, customers? I'm not going to answer these questions. Mm. You know, just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Barry Zavan was a big pothead. <laughs> Barry Zavan. God, he died, didn't he? Did he? Did he? Somebody, somebody told me he died, yeah. Hmm. A Barry Zavan, the weather. Z E V A N. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I heard that. He was the first rock star meteorologist. Yeah, at 82, yep. Nice guy. He really yeah, changed the way uh, TV weather news was presented. It was uh, yeah. pretty fascinating to watch him. wearing a sport coat and a pair of swim trunks? Well, he'd like tell that. jokes and he'd just draw he on the yeah, map. He and he was just it yeah. was super entertaining. As not, not always to... so entertaining off the air. but uh, No, that's very uh, true. Barry called me up one day. He was uh, working. Oh, I always thought he was nice. He was nice to me. Oh, I you know, know he, you guys. He, he could yeah. be nice. And he, you know, he's, but he, <laughs> what, what, he did had, what did he call in Stadia? He wasn't always an, entirely, I think, happy with his, what he was doing. And, right. But he was doing PR work for a casino. Right, yes. And, and so he called me up after the show, uh, after the show one day, and he said, uh, he said uh, yeah, I heard about that, uh, that shitty thing you said about us. Oh, God. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He said, ah, I heard about that, you know, you, um, you, you really stuck it to us, and, and, you know, that really pisses me off. I said, what are you talking about? And he said, oh, I heard about it. I said, so you actually don't know, <laughs> do you? don't know, yes. said, Because it never happened. Right. Yep. <laughs> and that was basically the extent of the colloquy. Well, he got mad at me. Man, because... can you hold a grudge? What was that, 40 years ago? <laughs> no, it's 37. Oh. <laughs> it's only so 30. you got three years. Statute of limitations. You, you yeah. got three more years. Here's you know, a good example crop. of why the news needs editors. This is on CARE 11, the Barry Zavan died story. It's not technically a mistake, but I think you'll uh, understand why I think it's a little off. Barry Zavan passed away at 6.30 p.m. January 1st, 2020, at the age of 82. He had an infectious, vivacious spirit. Infectious oh. when somebody died? Yeah. 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 I, I was expecting that. he had an infectious uh, disease. <laughs> of yeah. disease. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you don't follow he would, died yeah, maybe with the sep- word infectious. Yeah. Yeah. He was a national celebrity for a few months. He was, that? yeah. He was the peekaboo weatherman. Yeah, he was the peekaboo because he would always do that. He yeah. would always peek in. Which you probably can't say nowadays, the peekaboo weatherman. No, I don't think you can say be different now. No. Yeah. And it didn't really go over well in Washington, did it? <laughs> no. That no, wasn't that not. where he went? Yeah, he went yeah. to Washington. Yeah, and then he came back. A lot of us go and come back, though. You can't hold that against the guy. Well, I... We lived in New York when I got the call that Andy was going to be born, so I took the job at KQ. Yeah. That's, that's, I didn't see raising Andy at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. It was not a good job. <laughs> Andy, think of how your life would be right now. Yeah, I grew up on a New farm with horses and corn. 
rather than downtown New York. A little different, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a friend from college raised a family in Roosevelt Island, and they all came out rock Roosevelt stars. Island's a little different, though. When you live on Roosevelt Island, you're not a prisoner. You got some dough, baby. Well, they, just, they had a small three-bedroom apartment. It wasn't anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. most people live in because they had to take that trolley over yeah. there, not trolley, but it's really called tram. You can, get the, you can get take the train now, I think, to get there. Yeah, you can yeah. now take the train, but it used to, you have to go in those little cars over the on the cable, the cable cars or whatever. Mm-hmm. I lived on the East Coast just for a couple of years, and I just knew that I wasn't just got to be a Midwestern person. God, it's you know, so weird. It's not my thing. I'm the exact opposite. I got along much better with people in New York than I do here. You know where you Personality stand with the wise, New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. What's that? You know where you stand with the New Yorker. Well, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I was like that. Just that's the wonder one this thing. person like me. Well, he this person thinks I'm a total asshole. One thing about Minnesota, I've never cared because in my neighborhood it wasn't like that. Because again, yeah, Mike, you know, we we were like that. But it, once you get into the outer areas, that backstabbing and talking behind people's backs. See, people didn't do that in my neighborhood. They come up to you and go, you know, yeah. you're a pain in the ass. Yeah. I like that. I got used to that. Because like so. it, it happened a lot. It, that's what you're implying. All the okay. time. Just, what you, you seem to be saying. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good way of dealing with anger. Yeah, just to get it out. Yeah, it's a lot better than I just agree. stuffing it. No, yeah. I, I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it when people stuff their anger. And, but, I mean, it's the, the lying that goes on with that whole passive-aggressive crap. It was more traffic and... Um, you know, everybody living on top of each other. That yeah, I, I could not do yeah. that. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I do understand. Yeah, that. Well, I, you know, I Food's spent a year and a half though. in Chicago yeah. when, when I was Food is great. 20, 22, 23, and that was enough for me. I mean, I liked a lot. Oh, about, did you really? I liked a lot about Chicago, but it, but it was just it really it was more the job. It was just boring. You know, I was working for the Wall Street Journal. And, oh yeah, and right. I I needed action. I understand. But wait, there's no action at the Wall Street Journal? Uh, not when you're boring? No, there's no action at all. You're a young reporter there, and you spend half your time writing about business, and you spend the other half writing feature stories, which they hold for a month, and then they run, and then you can do another feature story. <laughs> at 23? No. I want to tell my favorite Mike Gelfand story. When he was writing for the Star Tribune, he was M. Howard Gelfand. The Tribune. Well, yes, the yeah, there was no Star the Tribune back then, you're right. Yeah. There was, it was the Star or the Tribune, right. not both. And right. we were the right. Tribune. And you were the Tribune. <laughs> but I'm talking, I'm talking to Mike, and he's in a, not a great mood, but not, you know. Too, it's kind of a normal day. Just kind of, kind of annoyed by something. I said, what's the matter? He goes, I got a complaint today. And I don't care about the complaint. But the complaint was filed against Mick Howard Gelfano. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell would name their kid Mick Howard? Mick Howard. Howard. That was, <laughs> wow. That was that was like one of the first stories I wrote. Yeah, it was. What was it? For the paper, and it, and it came up by Mick Howard Gelfand. Mick Howard Gelfand. Howard. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Mick Howard Gelfano. It was Mick Howard Gelfano. Yeah. I mean, you sound tough. I'm not going to lie. Like, nobody's messing with that guy. Mick Howard Gelfano. Well, that was, yeah. that was in the days of the linotype machines. Yeah. Where yep. they would type out the stories on cold metal, on hot metal. Wow. And, then, and then stick it in a tray. You God, know. it's amazing. So there were a lot of weird typos in those days. Yes, I do remember. For there are a lot reason. of weird typos now, like people not knowing how to spell. Well, well yes, mm-hmm. there is that. Which I don't get because can you even get a browser that isn't holding your hand constantly no, every time I don't you type? Think so. I because every time I type yeah. anywhere, any website, it's always like, you know, Whether are you sure you meant to spell anything, it this way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have so no excuse anymore. How can you even misspell words at, at this point? But you you mean the blue squiggly line? Yeah. There's usually a hint. 
Yeah, yeah. there yeah. sure is. But on deadline, wait a minute. I don't think there is a deadline anymore. I, I, I'm sorry. Do they even have a deadline anymore, Mike? Well, it's it's what we would call a soft deadline, you know. So, yeah, it's, really- so not, it's not a hard deadline where if you don't get the story and that's it, you're done. They'll never run it. My favorite things about the old Tribune, my sister worked there, actually. I don't know what the hell she did. She was not a reporter, <laughs> but she worked at the, at the Tribune doing something. So that building, the old 600,000 yeah. on the roof. That 425 dome. Portland. Yeah. Yeah, 425 Portland. That's exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, John, Prayer John, used to be in front of that building oh, every day. Oh, John, what a voice, though. Oh, phenomenal. You, do you know about Prayer John? No. You guys so. ever heard him? Uh-uh. Andy? Prayer Mike, you John. tell the t- oh John the, the prayer pray not prayer but prayer John. Yeah, well, he had that great uh, yeah that great deep voice, and yep. he would walk down the street, orating, but it wasn't like he was preaching at all. No, it was to the hmm. world though. A lot of time it was about the weather. It was, yes. and he'd be saying things like, ah, and they said the hottest never gotten Minneapolis is ninety two. That's not true. In ninety in nineteen ninety four, you know, I need to go on like that. I heard him swear once. Did you ever hear oh, him he swear? Oh, he swore. Yeah, he did swear but a lot. But you you never saw his letters. Oh no, I never saw the oh, letters. You're right. The letters will usually would put him back uh, under uh, under some kind of uh, I'll say some kind of restraint. Yeah. Oh, did they, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he could be, he, he, because the letters oftentimes included death threats. Oh, oh yeah, you wouldn't want that. Yeah, well, well, so yeah. he, he sent me a letter once, just once, and I'm not, I, I don't remember, and I, maybe I never knew exactly what it was about, but the thing I noticed immediately was that he was, of course, typing in those days. Yeah, oh, yeah. And what, yeah. I always, what I always remembered was the hole in the P's. You know what I mean? She would strike. Yeah. Oh, the so hard that it would so, cut out. Right. Yeah, would, absolutely. Cut out the circle. It would cut out the That's circle. That's when you know a guy's really <laughs> angry. <laughs> yeah, that seems I'm to be a sign. Pissed off. <laughs> and the P has no. Um, two quick things about prayer, John. Um, I used to be a busboy at Donaldson's Garden Room when I was 16 years old. Good job. And he would come in. And he would order his food, and they would deliver his food, and he'd get out of the booth and kneel down beside the booth mm-hmm. and, and put his hands together and pray. And I will never forget that. Ah, and you okay. would have to tell people, leave him alone. Don't go bother. Because people want to go, oh, I'm going to tell him to somebody. Like, no, 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 no. Just leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Last time I ever saw a prayer, John, and I don't know what he was on about because he was coming this way and I was coming this way. And as he walked past me, he wasn't looking at me. He didn't even know I was there, as a matter of fact. And he said the following. You ready? Mm-hmm. Washington Apples, because he had a voice like this, kind of. Remember his voice yes. was kind of like this? It was compelling. Washington Apples are the best goddamn apples <laughs> in the world. That's it. And I just kept on walking. <laughs> well, and he, he covered a lot of well, territory. Do you remember did. that? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'd be down at the, I'd be working at the paper <laughs> at 425 We really Portland. missed out, Andy, not knowing who this guy is. And then Apparently. Like, you know, I'd, an hour and a half later, I'd be home. You know, in those days I was living in that apartment building across from the main beach of Cedar Lake. Oh, and, yeah. And he'd come walking by there. Really? Yeah. I never knew. I never only saw him downtown. Yeah, no, he covered a on. lot of territory. So where did he live? Yeah, was this like a homeless guy or what? <laughs> yeah. I just, and I don't know his last name. I have a name. lot of questions. I know he's dead. But well, his last name's John. His first name is no, Prayer. Yeah, first prayer. name Prayer. I think it, somebody, it might have been Klobuchar, but somebody did write an, kind of a nice little obituary oh, they did. when he died. Yeah. Because he was, he was well known. Oh, absolutely. Nobody knew his name, but he was well known. Hmm. 
Yeah, well, he has no either. internet presence, so yeah, now no, long was, before the internet. It was pre-internet, yeah. yeah, long before the internet. But it was just part of being down. I used to love <laughs> going down down Minneapolis. We used to go down there. But again, since I lived on Plymouth Avenue, as a little boy, even ten years old, I used to walk downtown. It was only about a mile and a half, two miles at the most. I would walk downtown by myself, hang out downtown all day, and then walk back home, and no one ever bothered me. No, not never. Not sure you'd be doing that nowadays. So, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure even at my Sad. age now, I wouldn't want to do yeah. that. I lived in Minneapolis as recently as, what, five years ago? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah I was walking downtown, walking to... Yeah, you did. Me too. Yeah, I was at 54th and Penn for 12 years, I think. Well, that's not go. exactly yeah. downtown. And I worked downtown, yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think of it that way. I was, uh, what's it called, North Loop? Yeah, North yeah. Loop. Yeah. yeah, you went to North Loop. You probably saw where with the shot, I think it was 170 rounds, went off um, oh, like 70. 14th and Nicolet. What, do they have a Gatling gun? It was the craziest, well, that's, craziest you know, thing. Those are the drag well, that was last. That was last week. Oh. Last week, 114 170 shots. 170. 170 shots. Well, mm-hmm. they hold those. You know, 14th they, and Nicolet. They hold those drag meets. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they at do, like yeah. one in the morning. This was just two groups firing at each other. but Yeah, uh, and then it devolves, right. But exactly. then the... Bullets are lodged in cars and apartments. We got a ton yeah. of um, video and pictures, and it's it's a war zone. It's crazy. Jeez. I don't. I certainly That's don't terrible. have any qualms about walking anywhere downtown in the daytime. Mm, this was at six no, in the morning, I think. Yeah, yeah but over there but, you might because it, you get a, like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and the owners. You know, you know, Renee Sternell, my friend, Renee. No, great psychologist, a brilliant man. His office is over there, so I go visit him once in a while. And we sit there and. Mm-hmm. You can't get in his building without some somebody hitting you up for money at least two, three times before you even get in the building. Yeah. You want to know how the uh, 170 shots was a gang activity? You know mm. what the result was? What? One injured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they yeah. don't know what they're how doing. How do you Talk shoot a gang that can't shoot straight? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How do you shoot 170 times and only injure one person? And, and no witnesses. And no witnesses. They had 100 might. rounds uh, fired near the 4th Precinct just a couple days ago, too. Oh, my God. And nobody was uh, Where injured in that. And that, that's not still on Plymouth and, and Thomas there, is it? Uh, is that building closed now? Yeah, it's, it's the 4th Precinct that's been there forever. Yeah, but I thought they closed it because uh, I know they went after them. Yeah, that was after uh, Jamar Clark. But that's no, they, right. That's that's right. Still, it's still there. Heavily fortified, but... Yeah. I better go answer this, otherwise you're never going to stop. So right. talk amongst yourself. I'll be back in about five seconds. Well, I just had a good idea for a new tourist attraction for Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So have you ever seen DuckTales? Scrooge McDuck. Oh, yeah. He's got yeah. the yeah. vault, the gold it's a, coins. It's his favorite. Instead of gold coins, it's bullet casings. <laughs> Children can swim in the bullet casings. You know, it's oh, yeah. 50, 60 feet deep. Andy, this is very sad. Very <laughs> sad idea. Yeah, well, reality is sad. It is, especially. That's why I moved out now. of Minneapolis. And I, I loved living in Minneapolis, but I yeah. couldn't glad do I it these days. Glad I don't live there anymore, though. For yeah. sure. For sure, we got out just in just in time. I feel like. Oh yeah, I got out. Yeah, just before the massive crime spike. Well, you know, in, in almost any city, big city, you're going to have a lot of crime, and usually isolated to one zip code. Mm-hmm. So. The the idea is you stay away from that one zip code. Usually you're okay. I mean, I lived in Chicago, and I go back to Chicago occasionally. And, of course, there are people who, for political reasons, want to say that the whole thing is, is a war zone. It's it's like, you know, it's, it's a couple mile radius where, yeah, you're not going to go there in the day or the night. But it was like that. 
when I was living in Chicago in the 70s. When I was a kid in the 90s, that's they called it Murderapolis. Yeah, right. But they turn, th- turn things around. But they around. turn things around, yeah. We are at historic crime levels in, in right. Minneapolis. Well, right we are right. yeah. in many places across uh, the yeah, country. Yeah, all across the country yeah. we are. All across the world, honestly. Yeah, I think what's different now is that it's a lot of it's downtown, and that was always That never sort happened of, before. You know, yeah. odd people down there. Right, it, kind it, of it, it didn't city tend to folks, happen. But it was not a lot of... But downtowns right. aren't, you know, they're not really the kind of... They're not just what downtowns used to be anymore yeah. either. People aren't working down there anymore, and well, that that's right. a huge. That's true, difference. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Target didn't go back. Yeah, they gave their employees that was huge the option to not be there anymore, and the vacuum's been filled. So oh, yeah, I know a lot of people who that their businesses they have to go in because like there's some jobs that you just cannot do remote yeah. brain surgeon yeah that kind of thing <laughs> well it won't be long you know, just, uh, yeah. yeah that's right yeah that's a couple you, decades you have an app on your phone that's yeah. right <laughs> oh no my connection is bad. gone oh wait a minute wrong app <laughs> this whole thing with people buying cars though on on phones i'm interested in that that's i i've seen it advertised a couple times i'm not really yeah, quite it's, there yet we're not but. quite there yet because it's in, it seems like it would be simple because there's you can buy anything yeah. on amazon but Amazon doesn't lease vehicles. They don't finance vehicles. Mm-hmm. They don't take trade-ins. They don't have to figure out license and registration yep. in 50 states that goes down to the county level. Well, and you can't it, figure out trade-in value without a visual inspection. But it's don't just you also want to go drive a car and well, drive you know a what? few around? Or you people don't care anymore? Walls are really progressive, um, and more dealers are, are kind of getting to this model. It's like, have a return policy, just like any other retailer. I, I don't didn't like test drive the last four or five cars I bought. Really? You know, I'm in the business yeah. and I knew sure. what I wanted, but I'm like, just polish it up and let's go. Give me the keys. Yeah. I, I got to run. Knowing that if I went, ah, I don't fit. This sucks. I could just say, hey, I made a mistake. Let's do something else. Mm-hmm. And we sell. We sold 45,000 cars last year as a group. And I bet we took back less than 100. Wow. So... You know, as long as you look yeah. at the big picture as a yeah. retailer, and, and car dealers are notoriously bad at that. They're always trying to, you know, maxim. a lot of them try to maximize gross opportunities yeah. in every transaction. But if you just look at it as a numbers game. So we're getting close, but our sales director, who's a good friend of mine, says, you know, Elon Musk has figured out how to start a rocket company and sell them to NASA, but he can't figure out how to do what we're, we're trying yeah. to do. Right. Yeah. And it's hard. It's, it's a lot of work. But it's the, the cool thing is we're working, our, our development team is all in Tel Aviv. Israel is what um, Silicon Valley was 20, 25 years ago. All the tech startup companies have software teams hmm. there. And it's fun to get to go over there and talk to them. Yeah. They're way smarter than I am. But it's like, <laughs> I try to follow along. But we're getting there. And eventually, within another year or so, if you wanted to, you would be able to buy a car at Walls or, or a whole bunch of dealers we're hoping to sell this stuff to on a cell phone. Wow. I think what's really going to happen is that's probably a couple generations off. People will do a lot of the transaction online, but they'll still want to go in and say, eh, "Yeah, I don't really, I'm not comfortable doing this whole thing digitally yet." It'll take a while to. But it'll make yeah. the whole process much more efficient. You'll be able to get in and out. You know, the the hurdle that we're running into is um, we can sell cars now faster than we can clean them up. Hmm. So. You used to have to wait for four or five hours oh, to go into the finance yeah. office. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now it's you just have to wait for the detail people. And eh. 
Anyway, just give it to me dirty. I don't care. Yeah, when it'll end up that way. Anyway. I just like hanging out in like you know the cafe, eating free pretzels or popcorn. Yeah, you know, popcorn. Popcorn. You experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Major selling point: balls and cars, <laughs> exactly. popcorn. Is there any any light at the end of the tunnel? Is this when's it going to get better? I don't know. I I thought a year ago that it would be out of it by now. Yeah, I um, thought so too. One of the bills that looks like it's going to pass will fund chip manufacturing by. $52 billion. That's one of the things that's going through Congress this week. Is it still the chips, or is it... It's chips is the is the biggest mm-hmm. part of it. It's so interesting because it, all this stuff really is because of Toyota's um, inventory model. They invented yep. something called just-in-time just in inventory yeah. 20 years ago, which is incredibly efficient. It means that most, like Toyota, like all manufacturers, they don't make all the parts that go into a Toyota Camry. They sublet they make it from almost none of them, different don't vendors. They? Well, they make a fair amount, and they design everything, but they yeah. they they offload it. Um, and they figured out if they could have the parts arrive at the assembly plant within a day or two before they needed them, mm-hmm. they don't have to have storage costs. I mean, it's the the, no warehousing, the scale yeah. of savings is huge. And it's amazing that shutting down the world economy for two months totally effed up mm-hmm. the supply chain. Yeah, it's yeah. chain broke. It's, yeah. it's getting mm-hmm. better in places. Um, you know, some of the commodities prices have come down dramatically this year, but they're still higher than they were. And as consumers, we paid the price for that uh, business model for you know since spring of 2020. What about just the recession news um, from from yesterday? Does that messaging just trickle down to consumers yeah, and they just stop coming? We and... still have more customers than cars. I don't. It's hard to say. Like um, a month from now, is that the case though? It could be. We'll, yeah. we'll wait and see. I mean, I, if we do go into a recession, I, I, everybody seems to think it'll be relatively shallow. It's not going to be like uh, the Great Recession of 09 or even mm-hmm. the spring of 2020, which was dramatic, but we knew. It's like, okay, you shut the economy down. Right. We're going to go into a recession. This is It's, it's just right. going to happen. But the, that was a V-shape. I mean, as, as mm-hmm. quick as it came down, it really bounced back. This seems, it feels more like a shallow thing, so it's a little harder to predict. Fortunately, I don't think it'll be as severe. It won't affect, if we had normal inventory levels, we would be scaling back ordering right now. But, but since you, you don't, know, we've got a year or two of unsold, unfilled yeah. sold orders. We're going to go as fast as we can. Yeah. Okay. I'm just looking at the Wall Street Journal since you guys were talking about this. That place uh, sucks to work for. I've heard. That's. I mean, it's really boring. That's what I heard. It's it's just boring. That's all it is. It's uh, your old, your old haunt. No, it's you know it's very prestigious job. Oh, the Wall Street Journal, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, I go there thinking I'm a journalist, and I spend half my time interviewing CEOs. And, oh, saying th- yeah. and saying things like, is there going to be a tax loss carry forward in the third quarter? Hmm. Where's uh, your EBITDA? Like, yeah. and I don't <laughs> Nothing more do interesting that. than KPIs. <laughs> uh, their headline today is recession fears loom as U.S. economy contracts again. GDP fell to 0.9%. Annual rate, second straight drop, means a common definition of a recession. But many people are saying we're not in a recession. So how do you tell if we are or not? Well, the classic a big definition is two, two quarters. consecutive quarters. Which did happen. GDP. Which did happen. Yes, but some people are saying there's not a recession. Well, well one reason they is say that, is because unemployment is so low. That's right. Usually, inflation and recession mm-hmm. and unemployment are all climb. Right. But we're, we're, for, it's. But the only reason it's not is because people are working two jobs. There are still people who don't want to work. I haven't met many of those. <laughs> oh, you haven't. I know that's. And and when you look at it, unemployment rates are always 
questionable, but we measure it with the same imperfect 31-inch yardstick. No, right? I understand so, that. Yeah. You know, it's on a comparative level, it it, it is somewhat valid. Uh, I I think you could make an argument that more that there's more people unemployed than 1.9 percent of the workforce. There's no question. That, oh, right. So many people happens. have left the workforce. That's right. That's exactly what but I'm it's saying. It's a lot of boomers yeah. that said, you know, screw it. I'm two years away from retiring. Very I'm going to ride off into the sunset. And I think they've also said consumer spending went up last quarter. So, which is, which unusual, is unusual in a recession. Yeah. It's, uh, the, right. so it's the, the thing about it is, is that it's just like I would. I would just compare it to um, handicapping a horse race. What? Yeah. I've never heard you say that before well, ever. Well, I can compare everything to handicapping a horse <laughs> yes, race. Yes, you can. Life is a horse race. <laughs> 25 years, you know, and I just can't, I yeah. can't get past it. But the, the thing is, every, every race is different. Every recession is different. Yeah, that's so you true. want to go back and you want to say, well, this is what happened in, you know, in 2000, and, and so mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen today. It doesn't right. work that way. No, no, it doesn't. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, podcasts the paranormal 60 with dave schrader i'm here for shift real estate last year about this time when we were making plans for key west i met the folks from shift real estate and when i heard the shift story it made sense to me it made sense to my kids and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them shift real estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees how do they do it Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here, and I'm excited to tell you about a well-being and weight loss program I personally know works. It's called Continuum Weight and Well-Being. So why Continuum? Because if you're like most of their clients, you've tried countless programs and the DIY version of weight loss. If you're back at square one and just not happy with your weight, health, and how you're feeling, great news! Continuum is doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Simply go to their website, continuumweightwellbeing.com, or call them or text them at 952-491-6527. The Continuum team, Nancy, Danette, and Kelly, are looking forward to getting you healthier today. 
we don't really see ourselves going into a deep recession here, do we? Well, I'm, I'm a used car salesman, so people always come <laughs> to me for, you know, macroeconomic That's advice. true. That's just yeah. a given. Well, your father was a professor at Harvard, so I thought maybe you're a, somewhat yeah, smart. in education and counseling. And <laughs> kind of smart. in the Depression, I'm, so he no, I'm focusing on the fact that money. you're not that bright is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> if, if he's not making the point clear, he's just yeah, trying to reiterate. Yeah, like uh, saying over and over and over again. Just to be more insulting. You're hurting my feelings. <laughs> How? Was that a lot of pressure, your dad being a professor at Harvard? That's got to be some pressure. Yeah. No, although, you know, my, my father Elizabeth, my father passed away in the spring, and we yeah, just had the God. memorial for him oh, in North Carolina. That. Yeah. 90, I, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had 90 great run. years and 45 crappy days at the end. So, <laughs> yeah. I, no, wow. really, yeah, no, it's we true. don't sign yeah, up for that today. For real. Well, there are um, no happy endings. But I mentioned, oh. I, Sarah and a good friend of mine who just lost his wife said, you know, if you're going to do remarks, do yourself a favor and actually write it out. And oh, I yeah. I normally don't oh, do yeah. that because I, yep. I like speaking spontaneously, but it was helpful. And that was one of the things that I said. I said, you know, it wasn't until later in life that I realized that most dads weren't Ivy League athletes and getting to get PhDs from Harvard and <laughs> yeah, you just lectured grow up, think all that's over normal, the world. Right? And that's you just, just yeah, it that's just, you know, he's your dad. You yeah. don't think about it. And then it's when you become an adult, you go, you know, he really was a pretty ex- exceptional person. So why didn't you pick up on any of it? Oh, God, what I'm happened? I'm sure it was a massive disappointment. Well, I, <laughs> I was going, I actually inadvertently followed in his footsteps. Like all liberal arts students, I didn't declare a major until I was forced to, and then I just added up my mm-hmm. credits and figured the easiest exit from McAllister, which was, <laughs> shit, I'm a psychology major, apparently. So uh, then I worked as a mental health counselor for a few years in the late 70s and early 80s, and that was about the time that government and insurance companies got together and figured out, well, let's cut way back on mental health benefits. Um, it worked of, out well, didn't Apparently it? you can yeah. cure schizophrenia yeah. in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, wow. and you talk about the long tail. Right. Oh, I mean, your dad had a, you had a front row seat to <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, sure did. And, you know, <laughs> was not thrill. Well, they didn't rocks, even have antipsychotics was, really back no, then. No, they, they, they were. They, I mean, they were treatment. Not, not, not modern not antipsychotics. Treatment. And your dad was doing that? Oh, yeah. Well, my brother was depressed, yep. yeah. but he was diagnosed as being a schizophrenic, which he never, right. ever was. Yeah. And then they right. gave him shock treatment. Yep. Wow. And then the rest of the life was not good. Not, yeah. I so asked my father to about To answer, finish oh, answering yes. your question, so I said, I need to go to grad school. and just This is a dead-end thing. The industry is going to change. It's going to be horrible. The only problem was they didn't have money. My folks said, we'll get you through your undergraduate deal. Right. We'll pay room and board. We'll cover your tuition. After that, you're on your own. So, well, you spent it all at McAllister. Yeah, spent it on weed and Grateful Dead tickets. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what was, a, what was <laughs> the degree back then? $10,000? I, I think, yeah, I think it was about five grand a year. Yeah, compared to now, it's unbelievable. Yeah. 40 grand well, a year? Yeah. Yeah. Like you that? could buy a, ba- a nice yeah. house back then yeah. for right. $70,000. That's a little right. more than uh, I shelled out when my son went to McAllister. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. So I, I took a job selling cars just to raise money to go to grad school, and that was almost 40 years ago. I never got out. Yeah. Oh, God, can you, that's where it I came believe, from. I believe they have now hit, and I can't, I can't remember. It's a very private school, but it's 80 grand a year now. What, McAllister? McAllister? No, no, not McAllister, but there's one out on the east coast. 80 grand a year. Yeah, I think um, Max. And that's not medical school. Well, let's see. Oh, highest tuition. They price college tuition at private school like a used car lot. 
Well, how much were you expecting to pay, Mr. Yeah, Mahar? right. Well, let's see. Right. We moved some That's numbers true. around. How's 48.5 sound? Yeah. Well, well there's like always like out-of-state versus in-state, that sort of thing. And, and Harvard might be like that, but nobody pays that tuition. No. No, they don't. So just the rich Chinese kid, which yeah. is about half of the McAllister student body. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty well, it is. Yeah, yeah. you know, or, or maybe the you know, like people like the Kushner family, you know. Yeah. Where, where, where the kid can't even read or write. Jerry write couldn't read enough, or write. But they write a big enough check, and ah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, that's. Higher ed. If you fund the natatorium, you can get a, a free degree. Is that yeah, it? Oh, absolutely. Pretty much always been that one. Yeah. I went to like a broadcasting tech school, but that was 25000 the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. And then I got my four-year degree when I was living in Wichita, Wichita State. But I had student loans that I paid off by the time I was 25. My folks were like, sorry, we'll help you a little bit, but you're on your own right. if you want to what, do this. What did you think of Wichita? The reason I asked, we the Balsers bought the luxury auto campus down there in 2016, and they spent a little time there during the transition. What was your impression of you know, I like the well. I like the weather up until the you know seventy tornadoes would happen just yep. <laughs> just like on a Thursday, yeah. in in one day. Um, I like the people down there. You know, that was it that seemed, was nice. I mean, there's a there's a lot there's, there's a, a lot big of news. Split. There's a lot of big money in Wichita. Yeah. And oh, then really? there's everybody else. Yeah, the Koch yeah. brothers are. Well, oh, yeah, it's, it's right. a big industry uh, town. The yeah, aerospace and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Coleman Corporation yeah. and all. The, yeah, they had a lot of. And it's I was about there a for three years. The size of the Twin Cities, right? It's, yeah, and we we had the BTK killer happening. Oh, when, that's right. Back BTK. Online when I was when I was there, it was a lot of very. Str- it kind of reminded me of Florida a bit in the just the news cycle, like very bizarre, crazy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Florida can crazy get some stuff. Yeah, news. yeah. No yeah. I, I found it be when I was in Wichita. I just there for a week, but I. I uh, but <laughs> for the Wall Street like, Journal, but it seemed longer. Um, and, <laughs> that nice, huh? And you loved it well, that much. One thing I learned about Wichita more than anything else was when you're in Wichita and you go into a restaurant, never order a salad. Why would you? Because you got a target on your back if you really. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Get Who's some that be- son of a bitch who ordered vegetables? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a chicken salad. Paul Walzer said, "Hey, next time you're down there, listen to all the morning drive shows and see if there's anything like uh, that you could do like you do with Tom." And mm-hmm. so I listened for about. Oh. Not so good. Johnny in the morning. That's right, folks. We're gonna morning back zoo. up, and there's no traffic jams there in Wichita. There's yeah. nothing. There's, and, and, but expect a four-minute delay. You know, I'm doing that tomorrow morning. You should the entire morning. Okay. What you you really need to go morning? out with a bang here for four months. We yeah. got to think of some really. You that know, would be fun. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprint. Well, all right. <laughs> stop on down, Walter, folks. <laughs> Wish I could do that Brockmeyer voice. That oh, Brockmeyer was he nailed it. I wonder if the first Hank's person area. to talk like that on the air that was their real voice, and then everyone else copied just, him. Yeah, that's. Or a did good someone point. just like make that up one day? Like, and why would they think that like, that's a good idea? Yeah. I know people who were disc jockeys like in the in the 60s uh-huh. and then of course you know like all like all disc jockeys they left at some point and got in a real job yeah and uh, but to to this day they're still puking yeah absolutely <laughs> well, so, yeah, well, well, they I get so used night. to it yeah i started in 1970 so i just escaped that so that you was did, good just yeah. barely i just barely escaped you the puke the early stoner era yeah, that well, was like looking at man jack was 915 what if you're in yeah. that time yeah that era <laughs> I still I gotta find that because he cut a promo for me one time, because Jim Chanel, our PD at KSTP AM back in the day, fifteen hundred. He said you should use the name Catman. 
You, you sound like a cat, man. You sound no. like a tiger and all of those. So I said, okay. All right, then so I So you're like, hey, that's you. cool. And then yeah. you went after <laughs> that me. That seems like a good prick. idea. He did. <laughs> Newspaper went after me. I did. I did. Oh, fake Wolfman Jack. It, I was, hear. it was just a parenthetical observation. It was because of you <laughs> that I met Wolfman Jack. He came into the studio. Yeah. Because he was in town for some reason, I don't know why. But he I don't remember in the either. But I maybe that's where it. your first complaint you came from. It was Tom. Mm-hmm. It was me. I was your P. first complaint. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But he comes walking <laughs> in. He goes, and I, and I actually put him on the air, and he did it again. Thank God. He walks in. He goes, Catman, how you doing, Catman? You're stealing my act, but that's all right. <laughs> that was because of you. That was me. That was you that did that to uh, me. What was the nickname of the guy who told you to be Catman? Uh, Jim Chanel. His nickname? Oh, Captain Whammo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he seems like I would definitely take advice from this guy. Totally legit. He was Captain, Captain Whammo, Whammo in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He went to yeah. Chicago from here, and he was Captain Whammo. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. God. Did he go up against Dick Biondi? <laughs> no, yeah, it been about the era. Dick Biondi was huge He back was then. massive, yeah. He was a huge man. Well, he's from, where the hell was he from again? Some South South Carolina or something. Well, he he uh, he might have been because Andy, one be day honest. one day he just picked you, you up and left any Chicago. Of these on Google. Oh, actually, that? <laughs> was that? He just one day he just picked up and left. He Chicago. just left. Yeah, and he yeah. wound up at he Hilton Head because he was in South Carolina, right? That's right. exactly. He was from uh, what the hell's the name of the? Well, he was born in Endicott, New York, apparently. Oh, he's in Endicott, whatever New York, that okay. is. Oh, he's a fine-looking fellow. And then he, well, he was in 1967. Those actually might be his glasses here in the table. <laughs> Basically, yes. Dick Biondi's glasses. Those are Dick yeah. Biondi's glasses and right he, there. And he had a second museum. He's 89 at the moment. <laughs> you are Captain Wham. Well, that's <laughs> Top amazing. of the hour, it's 12. They're having fun, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? No, he, 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 one day he just left Chicago. He'd seen enough. He'd yeah. made enough money. And he apparently he just kind of wandered for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Wound up in Hilton Head. One Moose day he got bored, Beach. walked into the radio. So kind of like the story of our of our own program director. Mm-hmm. One day he gets bored. He walks into the local the local radio station, and you know then he starts doing the uh, the high school football games. Right. Yeah. Right. And then he becomes a sensation in Hilton Head, and no one there even knew that he was once a big shot in I, Chicago. Nobody ever knew that. Wow. That's interesting. Chicago yeah, he was on, before uh, the internet. WNMB, North Myrtle okay. Beach, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach. Yeah, that's where Myrtle Beach, right? Yep. yep. That's he was in that's Myrtle. Now they refer to as the Dirty Myrtle. <laughs> what's wrong with the dirt? What's wrong with Myrtle Beach? It's it's a little it's a little, filthy, it's a little dirty. There. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Is it really? It is. I didn't know. Like Spring Breaker, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. God, you just made me think. I haven't thought about that in years, but Chicago at one time was the. The no. home of all great radio announcers. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Larry Lujak. I Larry Lujak was still there in the 70s when I was there. Oh, absolutely was. Yeah. No question. He's gone now, unfortunately. But, I mean, you talk about great. Fred Winston. God, I loved Winston. He had unbelievable. A whole different business I'm telling down you, there. the media in Chicago. Phenomenal. It was as good as it, it, You're absolutely. Newspapers, I, television, and radio. And you had, you had Harry three. Carey. Yeah. Doing the White Sox games, yeah. and before that, the Cubs, and before that, the Cardinals. Every time you mention his name, I think of him going, Barnard, control your monkeys. <laughs> when I, okay, Harry. When I covered baseball, I, I, you know, I see Harry fairly often. We'd talk. Oh, sure, you know? yeah. And, of course, he, you know, 
He he never knew my name. Never wasn't very interested in knowing. He say, "How you doing, kid?" You know, kid. You were kid. Of course, kid. he was usually uh, several uh, sheets to the wind. What the hell did you say to him? You went after his drinking, I remember. And then he, <laughs> what the hell did you I say to him that time? He did not like it. I don't know. I've said so many hostile things well, to so many people. <laughs> That's really, true. just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Yeah, you made some comment about some uh, booze or something. God, I, I can't remember, but I, I do remember t- what I said to Frank Robinson. What? Well, Frank Robinson was uh, when I covered baseball. He was he was managing. What's, what's who was who was the manager of? Uh, <clears throat> turning to Andy. Hill turning Hill. to Andy, Mister Research. Was Frank over there. Robinson managing in 1976, 77 maybe. God. Was, would, it, was it? In, I was it Cleveland? Let's see here. Frank Robinson, nineteen seventy-six. Probably seventy-seven. But uh, might, Cleveland Indians. It was no, Cleveland. Cleveland. the Cleveland baseball team. Andy. So I, I'm, I'm <laughs> the, the Cleveland yeah, generics. Generic. So before the game, uh, I'm, uh, I'm walking past the uh, the Cleveland dugout, and Frank Robinson's there. Frank Robinson, of course, a tremendous athlete, tremendous baseball player. Mm-hmm. I assume he's in the Hall of Fame. I would think so. And uh, and so I, uh, I went up to him. I said, hey, uh, Frank, uh, I introduced myself. I said, I wonder if I could just, you know, uh, uh, chat with you a minute, ask you a few questions. And he kind of <clears throat> sits back and, and sort of, you know, <laughs> he, he sort of enlarges himself, you know, the way animals do when they're ready for a fight. <laughs> and he says, I give all my good stuff to Sid Hart. Oh, yes. And, oh, yeah. And, and I said, oh. and this is me. This is me. I'm, you know, like 26 and... I said, uh, oh, yeah, I said, if, if, that, if that's the good stuff, just give me this shit. I, see, I love it. <laughs> I just absolutely love that. Uh, did you see the latest? Uh, Are we going to do the second segment? Because this is the longest car selling. <laughs> no, we just go ever. right through. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's right new through. rules. It's, it's we new. don't stop because Andy needs. puts in the, the commercials later. Ah, this train has no brakes. Charles wants it. So we said, <laughs> For an hour okay, and a half. Um, I don't know who it was because I didn't bother to look because it made me sick. There was an offer made to a uh, Major League Baseball player this oh, week. Yeah. Did you hear about this? I did not. What would what, it involve? $7 billion. Uh, you're Pretty close. close yeah. <laughs> he turned down a 10-year contract oh, yeah. for $440 million. Oh, that was Soto. Mm-hmm. Was it Soto? Yeah. He turned wow. it down, Mike. Mike Soto, yeah. He's, wow. He's, <laughs> it just sounds made up. If any team wants me for $440 million, <laughs> they got you? I will sign in, um, in an instant. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take three months at twenty-two million. Well, yeah. <laughs> what a bargain! Just give me five million dollars. How are you at baseball though? Tom? I'll play the season. I don't care if he's yeah. playing for the uh, you know the 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 Newark Jets. For that's, that kind of money, you just insane. Why yeah. did he turn it? Do you know why he turned it down? Well, is he retiring? No, he's a young guy. Oh, in four months. Well, I mean, still, after no, that, I, I assume, that amount of money, I'd be retiring. Well, I'm assuming age. he just thought he could do better. I know, which is like. I don't know. It's yeah. a lot, I mean, of, no it's a lot con- of hubris. When when you're that good and that young, you have no context. Well, yeah. No, you don't. But no. I have a context that, got to be honest with you, $440 million, Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, mm. you don't need any context I don't context care how old that. I am. I don't need any context He's only 23 years old. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, he's... What they, are we doing with, wrong with our lives? They figure he's the next, uh, I don't know, the next Mike Kirby Trout. Kirby Puckett. Tombo Rivera. Barry Bonds. Probably, probably Aaron Judge would be the comparison <laughs> in that case. Juan Soto, the Nationals' Juan Soto on contract negotiations, mm-hmm. turned down $440 million. 
Yeah. He, he would have been the highest play, paid player in the majors. <laughs> well, yeah. Of all time. Yeah, but he would have been. But he wouldn't be for long. Well, now they're, now they're I think they're yeah, going to trade right. him. That is amazing, though. Yeah. But hey, look at the look at the franchises. You cannot lose money. No. Owning a baseball no, team. No, you, you, you can, really can't. You You're can right. try to fail, but you will never succeed. You're right. It's just too much money. <laughs> well, I mean, so the Nationals yeah, good point. offered him 440 million. They're 30-62, so they're not doing well. No, they're not. No. And well, yet apparently they have $440 million to give to some yeah. 23-year-old. But as Mike said, there's so much money coming in. Yep. And by the way, baseball's nowhere near as big as it used to be. No, God no. No, and... Do you guys watch baseball games? Do you watch? I mean... I, twins, I do. Yeah. yeah. Never watch sports. I watch baseball games, but then I, you know, baseball and I go way back. Yeah. But, yeah. but I yeah. will say this, the, the games are incredibly boring. They are much oh, more. Yeah. yeah. Three hours, 45 minutes. A long time. Yeah. And what you get, like, the Twins have this guy, Luis Arias. And everybody loves Luis Arias. They do, yeah. He's, he's, he's leading the American League in hitting, although he can't hit left-handers. So they have to platoon him. Yeah, Most true. fans don't even know that. that but, but everybody loves him. But here's the thing about Luis Arias. So first pitch he swings at. And he, and he misses, and he's thinking he should have hit it. Okay. So what he does is then he, he leans over, and he staggers past home plate. Then he does a $360 walk around home plate. <laughs> the Raptors. Yeah. What does he do then? Does he just get in there and say, okay, oh, I'm God. ready? No, no, he, no. No, then he has to pause. He has to loosen and then retighten oh, his batting Lord. gloves. Yeah. And uh, I just... No. And I'm just thinking, no, somebody just hit him in the ribs, right. okay? <laughs> you know, that's all I am. Negative. But next year, next baseball has figured this out. They are always a little late to the party. Next year, supposedly, oh, new you, rules, you won't be able to do that next yeah. year. Yeah. So yeah. next year, he'll be halfway around home plate, and the umpire will be saying, strike three. Good. And he'll only yeah. have to do that once. Yeah, that's true. And all of a sudden, yeah, he won't right. need to take those walks. But it's, but it's just it's that sort of thing that's killing baseball, I think. No, because totally. I love the game, but I there's it can be two and a half hours. It wouldn't ever have to be more than two and a half hours. My son yeah. just finished his season. We uh, did a traveling team this year. He tried out for you know because this is what you do. Third and fourth graders, you play baseball every day for six days a week when you're nine. Right. Awesome. Right. Um, but super fun. They did, they finished uh, third place in state this, this last weekend. Ooh. But I just cannot believe how good these kids are, even at an early age. Oh, but I yeah. guess that's what's happening oh, when yeah. they're, you know, practicing every day for, you know, they were just running the bases the wrong way, I felt like, last year, yeah. you know. And now they've really, it really clicks and they, they figure it out. So well, you know, fun. and think about it, what it's like to be a baseball parent in Florida where they play 180 oh. games oh, a year yeah. 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 at the age of 10. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, that that's too much. I can't believe some of these parents though; they're completely insane. Or some of the coaches. And again, this is third or fourth grade boys baseball. Well, my sister was in dance from the time she was God, what, six years old or yeah, something like six, that. Yeah. And yes, the dance parents at that age still insane. 
I'm like, are we is somebody getting in a fight after this? I don't understand how this is actually a big yeah. deal. Well, and... it's it's all projection. It's all living vicariously through oh, their kid. God, yes. They couldn't yeah. be a, a baseball player, so now if their kid has to, and if the kid has to, that means they failed again. And well, that's I'm not like cheering happen. for the other team because I feel bad if the you know the Bears were winning by too much, and I start cheering for the other team. I'm just like, this is exciting. You know? <laughs> Can't we just have every game <laughs> like, be a tie everybody, game? Everybody wins. Yeah, exactly. The score is fun to fun. They tried mm-hmm. that a couple years ago with. Mm. <laughs> No. Fun to fun. <laughs> when I when I coached baseball, the the people who hated me the most, which you know I have to qualify. Other than me. Well, I'm just saying. It seems like there's a long Harry list. Deal. They've only been here for a while. Well, but. Uh, look, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Tom and I both. One of the great things we have in common is that we're we're somewhat polarizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhat. Little, somewhat. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but but it was the opposing parents. <laughs> the opposing parents were the ones who you know who would yep. say horrible things to me. Oh yeah, because our teams were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. If you you know we were on a good team. My son certainly not one of the good players, but it's fun to be on a winning team. That's for sure. <laughs> well. I can say that we only got about a minute left here, so I'll get through this quickly, and you guys can close it. Dougie, you'll be closing out the show today. Cool. Dougie, I'm what's ready. going on with your glasses, by the way? They're just very colorful. They're very oh. shiny. Yeah. yeah. Very shiny. Thank you. Yeah. They're very, very kaleidoscope. Nice. So, kaleidoscopic. I'm terrible with glasses, so I buy cheap ones from Zenny. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they break uh, them all the time. Yeah. But they have some pretty cool There's stuff. They snap right here. I noticed. Yeah. Mine do anyway. <laughs> but eighth grade, St. Anne's, North Minneapolis. We win the. Uh, Catholic school championship, mm. right? And I was the backup center. Jim Brown, six, we're in eighth grade now. Yeah. Jim Brown was six foot two, weighed about 220 pounds. This is an eighth grade kid, right? So I'm his backup. Yikes. My whole job was literally to go and hang on the other center and make them tired as hell because <laughs> I was so big that I would just literally lean on them and they'd get tired and they couldn't play against Jim, you know? So at the end of the year, we win the title. All the parents are there, the Monsignor's there, the priests are all there, the nuns are all there, and the head coach is going down. Uh, Jim Brown, one of the best centers I've ever seen. You're amazing. Uh, Guy Laurent, God, Guy, you carried the team. Fantastic. Bob Tyson, what a great uh, great guard you were. Bernard, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is at a Catholic school in front of a Monsignor. Wow. He goes, Bernard, Jesus Christ. I'm like, thanks. Thanks, Coach. Well, in the context, that was a compliment. It was, yeah. Oh, right. I yeah, took it a as a point. compliment. It is a good point. Some people yeah. took it as exasperation. <laughs> we yeah, know differently. Like me. <laughs> All right, Dougie, close her out, brother. Thank you very much for joining us for a world's longest episode of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We'll be back here next Thursday. How was that? That was really good. Yeah. Well, why, why didn't you do it in the radio voice? Damn it. Let's do another take. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> very much for joining us for Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We'll be back next Thursday. Live from Wichita. I'll insert the toilet flush <laughs> sound effect in post. <laughs> oh, God. No, he's...